My name is Hunter Jenkins, and today we'll be talking about scuba diving. More importantly, the risks associated with scuba diving, and how scuba diving can help the ecosystem and the environment. There are several risks that are associated with scuba diving. While many people think it may just be throwing a tank and a regulator on and going underwater and swimming around, it's actually a lot more complicated than people might believe. There's an unlimited amount of risks that are associated with scuba diving. Some are small and some are huge. The bends, for one, is one on the huge side of the risks, and that's decompression illness. And what happens with decompression illness is you have too much nitrogen in your bloodstream, and that's from either ascending or descending too quickly, and it doesn't allow the gases to properly filter out of your bloodstream, and that can be very bad for many reasons. One of those reasons that you don't want the bends is because there is excess nitrogen gas that's building up in your bloodstream no matter how long you are scuba diving for. That's why you ascend and descend at a slow rate and that's why they have things called safety stops where at 15 feet you stop for five minutes to make sure all that excess nitrogen is out of your system. But if you don't stop at your safety stop and you've been at a very deep depth the nitrogen won't leave your bloodstream. And in that case, you'll have to be flown to the nearest decompression chamber, which for anyone in Richmond, Virginia, is Norfolk. And a decompression chamber is pretty much that. And it's a giant chamber you go sit in for anywhere from two days to two weeks, depending on how deep you were and how long you were down there and how much nitrogen they believe is in your system. And that chamber is pressurized to the depth that you are at, and over the course of those days or weeks, the pressure is slowly reduced back to a standard pressure here on the surface. And that allows for the nitrogen to move out of your bloodstream and filter out of your body. But there are many things that will stop you from having the bends or coming down with the bends. One of those is, like I said, a safety stop. Safety stop is stopping at 15 feet below the surface for five minutes, making sure that all the nitrogen gets worked out of your body. Another one is having a dive computer. It is pretty much a giant watch which monitors your depth, your air, just about anything you need that's important to scuba diving and will stop you from coming down with the bends. Another risk that you may encounter, which may seem very small but is actually quite big, is a blown o-ring or a blown gasket in your tank. I've personally witnessed this because I've personally had to save people, and my dive master including, when we went below the surface and they had tightened their tank to their regulator too tight and that causes a kink in the o-ring which seals the pressurized air so when you go to a depth normally below about 10 feet once it starts getting pressurized his tank blew and in that case he was just spewing just mass amounts of air out and couldn't breathe and that's another big risk you'll see when diving you have to make sure all your gear is properly set up that's why you never set up anyone else's gear unless you're properly trained that's why you always check your gear multiple times before you go in the water. 
I have with me a dive buddy who's actually my mom, and we've been diving together for many years. I've been diving for about 10. She's only been diving for about five to six, but we've both been around the world diving many times. In your experience as a scuba diver, what do you believe are some of the biggest risks while scuba diving? Well, I'm relatively new to diving. I've only been diving about five or six years now, but uh, in that amount of time, uh, we've been diving in oceans and quarries and uh, lakes and even cenotes in Mexico. But um, I have personally seen equipment malfunction, um, either with myself or a family member, um, which, uh, for example, uh, the tanks um, that you carry, uh, either the gasket had broken um, and the tank was leaking air, uh, which could lead to reduced bottom time um, at, at a deeper depth. Also, I've seen dive computer malfunction. So in that case, you may not know how deep you have descended or ascended or how much, how long you've been underwater or how much air is in your tank. Um, also, uh, a mask uh, had broken um, underwater um, and you're taught during your training, how to clear your masks, but that's in case <laughs> the mask is actually uh, in good shape and can fit around your head. But if the uh, band breaks and you're stuck at 60 feet uh, depth, uh, kind of hard to keep the water out of your mask. Also, lack of training, I think, would also be a, a big factor. Uh, that could lead to unsafe practices like ascending or descending too quickly. Um, if you do either one of those exercises, you can, um, it's just really hard on your body. You can overinflate your lungs. You could have a pulmonary embolism uh, due to that. You could become disoriented due to nit nitrogen narcosis, um, and that impairs your sensory perception. Um, also, uh, if you could be become disoriented uh, perhaps due to, to lack of training or also because of the nitrogen narcosis but if you're not familiar with the environment or your equipment um, underwater and you lose your buddy um, or you and your buddy lose sight of the boat um, that's another uh, definitely unsafe situation there um, oxygen toxicity at certain depths um, can become poisonous to your body and actually harm you, even if you've done all the right things. Um. Now, there are mul multiple training courses and mass amounts of training that you have to go through before you can even go scuba diving. So the chances of most of these risks happening are low, but they still do happen. I've had, like I said, my dive master, his O-ring blew on his tank, which was a huge problem where we were. But the chances of that happening are really slim because most people you dive with are really trained and know an exceptional amount of about what they are doing. Now we're going to talk a little bit about how scuba diving can help the environment and the oceans all around the world. Not only can scuba diving help pick up 
things such as trash or other debris that is in the water, because I personally have done that. I've gone on scuba diving trips pretty much just to pick up trash. We've gotten groups of people together and we've gone out just to scuba dive for trash, not to look around, not to take pictures. All we're trying to do is improve the environment and improve the life of the reef. Well, while going out and picking up trash is an amazing thing for our oceans, lakes, quarries, and the environment in general, the advancements in technology is also extremely important. With these new advances, we can study the impacts of invasive species on native species in our oceans, lakes, quarries, rivers, streams. We can also help rehabilitate coral that is dying because of bleaching, which is happening because of the rising water temperatures. I have my mom, who is also my dive buddy, here with me to talk a little bit about the bleaching of the coral and how that, and how we have taken part in helping to replace some of that bleached coral with better coral in the Bahamas. As a scuba diver, how can you and other divers help the oceans become more environmentally friendly? Well, there are another a number of conservation organizations that you can join and participate in events and workshops or cleanup activities around the Gulf Coast and internationally. Um, when we were visiting uh, just recreationally at spring break a few years ago at Andros Island in the Bahamas, there was a research organization that had developed a coral nursery and they were actually helping to reestablish some of the corals that had been bleached due to warming water temperatures in the area. Additionally, the warmer waters help to allow the lionfish to become established. And there's a nonprofit called ReefSave.org that is run by a volunteer group of folks who trap and remove the lionfish from the areas. Also, divers uh, in local streams, lakes, and quarries are very aware of the environment and they go and they can pick up trash um, and remove it from the site. That is all for this podcast about scuba diving, but I hope that this was an informative podcast about scuba diving, and I hope if any of y'all do go out and scuba dive, you will consider the risks that can happen at any moment and any time while you're scuba diving, and how you can also improve the environment and help the oceans around the world.